Yo, 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 what's going on, good people? Today is January 4th, 2021. Time is 11.47 a.m. Eastern Time. You're on with another episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush King. Kush is all the same. He'll bring you another episode of the things that I like to talk about. You know, sports, music, politics, uh, current events that's going on around the country, around the world, in your city, and everyday lives, everything that we're dealing with, everything we're going through. First and foremost, I want to start this bar, start this episode by saying Happy New Year, Happy 2021 to everybody. Hopefully everybody brought it in safely, everybody's okay, everybody's doing well. Looking forward to the blessings and the prosperity, the health and joy and peace is coming along with that day. Also, I want to say uh, today is a very special day. Today is my birthday. Today is my 38th birthday. just want to say thank you, Lord, for allowing me to see, uh, celebrate another birthday and to celebrate 38 years on this earth and so to all my fellow capricorns out there we we rule we are the best just remember the year ends and begins with us so with that being said let's jump right into this as we always do um like i always do my shows for the past going on now 10 11 months start off with COVID 19 updates uh as of right now we have over 20 million cases in the united states 20 million cases, uh, 351,590 deaths so far due to COVID-19. Uh, once again, there's 20 million cases in the United States, 351,590 deaths so far here in the United States. Other COVID-related news I saw over the weekend were uh, Larry King, the longtime host of Larry King Live on CNN. He has contracted COVID, uh, so I want to say my... Um, Best wishes out to him. Hopefully, he gets a recovery and gets the treatment that he needs. Um, they also found a new COVID variant cases in California and Colorado. The new strand of COVID has hit the United States. In those two states that I know in particular, in California and Colorado, two new cases. Uh, Dr. Fayachi believes the U.S. could return to normal by fall of 2021 if vaccines are picked up, if more people are taking vaccines. As of right now, uh, 4.2 million, 4.2 million Americans have been vaccinated. Uh, thought it would, thought that number would definitely be more. Thought that number would definitely be higher, but uh, 4.2 million Americans have been vaccinated. Um, <clears throat> I saw around the world where Israel has vaccinated more than one million people, as it stands right now. So Israel has vaccinated more than one million people. Uh, they have received the vaccination and they are getting, hopefully they are getting the treatment. Also saw another COVID-related news that said some elderly people in Fort Myers, Florida, um, were sitting in lawn chairs at um, local hospitals and local medical facilities. They are trying to get treatment. So it just shows you people are willing to sit there, have elderly people sit out there for hours in chairs. This was in Fort Myers, Florida, trying to get this vaccination, trying to get this vaccine because they're hoping and praying that this vaccine will help people and make them stronger and heal them. So also saw where the New York mayor is aiming to vaccinate a million people this month, starting this month. He's hoping that he's able to vaccinate a million people in New York City alone. And also saw where L.A. County reports that they are dealing with a COVID death pretty much seems like every 10 minutes. So this is just uh, the COVID-related news that we've been dealing with, that we've been definitely dealing with in this country since March of 2020. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's slowing down. We're going into the winter months now. And 
people, as I always say, people, please take this serious. This is this is not a joke. This is very serious. People, please do what you need to do. Social distance yourself. Wear your mask. Sanitize yourself. If you don't have to go out, don't go out. But this is very, very serious. Once again, we are of this 351,774 deaths in this country. Over 20 million cases in the United States alone. So people, please take this seriously. Social distance yourself. Do what you need to do. But this is very serious. This is not going away. This is not something that's just going to be going to wish it to go away and things are going back to normal. We will never go back to pre-COVID. We will never go back to thing, the way things were before March of 2020. This is, is this is this is definitely going to be a part of our lives for the rest of our lives. We're going to change. Things have changed now because of COVID-19. So people, please take this seriously. This is not going away. This is an issue that hopefully that with an incoming incoming um, president like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they can start taking this seriously, which was supposed to be done prior to the getting there. But they'll start listening to the scientists and the ones in the medical fields and the ones who are on the front line. They can start attacking this and start dealing with this um, <clears throat> more seriously than they have been. So, um. Also, another COVID-related news I saw where um, Dawn Wells, who played uh, Marianne on Gill Gilligan's Island, she was 82. She died from COVID. So definitely want to say rest in peace to her. Um, another COVID-related death. It's just a lot of people who have passed away in this year and now going into 2021 that could have been prevented if our government would have took it seriously. But it is what it is. And speaking of our, our government and its elected officials and the ones who make decisions and hold our fates sometimes in our hand, as um, most people have already received their stimulus package, um, the, uh, Mitch McConnell, who's the Senate leader, he blocked the $2,000 increase stimulus package. So most of the American people, if you're single, you receive $600. If you're a married couple, you got $1,200. So... It's just amazing that you have people such as Mitch McConnell, who's a senator who's make who makes over one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year, which is roughly around thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars a month, which which he 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 hasn't missed one check. He hasn't missed one bill. He hasn't missed his money is there every two weeks or every two weeks like like clockwork. And this man is getting fourteen thousand dollars a month. But he's telling you ten thousand two thousand dollars is too much for you to handle. It's, it's, it's just sickening, it's disgusting, it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous how these, these, these elected officials who people that have been in these positions for 30 plus years, 30, I think he's been in office 36 years as a Senate leader from the state of Kentucky, one of the states that's the lowest in economic input in this country, in this country, economic input in this country is the lowest all over this country, but yet you're going to tell people that $2,000 is too much for them to handle, but yet you get $14,000 a month. It's ridiculous. It's sickening. And it's just, and you leave, and it leads to things like this happening. His house was vandalized over the weekend. Uh, I saw on the news where <clears throat> someone spray painted, where's my money on his front door. And it's just people are, and I also saw where Nancy Pelosi's house was vandalized in uh, San Francisco. So it just goes to show you that people are fed up. People are tired of these politicians who are these these pampered, privileged politicians who have been in these positions for years. 
and making all the making the amount of money that they do. And they're supposed to serve the people of the people for the people and by the people. But yet you don't look out for the people. You tell the people that two thousand dollars is too much for them to handle. Yet you're getting one hundred seventy four thousand dollars a year, fourteen thousand dollars a month, every month like clockwork. But you're going to tell us that two thousand dollars a month one time payment is too much. It's disgusting. It's, it's just ridiculous. And yet you, you're able to give these billion dollar corporations tax cuts and 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 for hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. But yet the working poor like I am, the essential working poor, you're telling us that two thousand dollars is too much. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's sickening. And hopefully things will change with this new, the new incoming president, new elected officials. But I put my trust and faith in God. And I'll just have to wait and see just like everybody else. I also saw when the governor of New Hampshire, <laughs> he caught a protester in his yard with over two dozen rounds of ammunition. I don't know exactly. I think they took him into custody, but I don't know if he was planning to sh- to scare the governor or if he was actually going to use these two dozen rounds of ammunition. But it just goes to show you that people had the breaking point on all levels is forever broken. The breaking point on racism, the breaking point on police brutality, the breaking point of social and economic inequality, the breaking point of elected officials on local, state and federal levels who are who are greedy corrupt selfish and abuse their power people are sick of it on both sides republican and democrat so you just can't say it's a republican issue or it's a democratic issue no it's a human issue it's a being a decent human being issue and you have people on both sides who are who are who are republicans and who are democrats who are just flat out sick of our government sick of our of this system that is called america where it's, it's the haves and the have-nots, which is what it's always been from the beginning of time. You have the haves and you have the have-nots. You have those who are in a position of power to make money, keep money, get, keep get, being greedy and selfish with their money. And then you have those at the bottom of the totem pole who are just working to, 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 <clears throat> sack, to save and stack as much as they possibly can, just so hoping that they can see and get to the position where they can finally take care of their families and not and keep their head above water like the good times, like the um, theme song from Good Times. I'm saying just to keep you, know, just trying to keep your head above water. And it's just, it's amazing how these billion-dollar corporations get these tax cuts and get all these grants and get these loans and get these all this money that they claim that they don't have for the regular people. But these billion-dollar corporations, this money that is generated and generated every single day every day it's just sickening the amount of money that is generated in this country for those who have it but for those who need it for those who are out here not looking for a handout not looking for somebody to take care of us not looking for somebody to pamper us or to put us up but just looking for just keep our head above just keep your head above water just trying to make ends see each other because they're not always going to meet but two thousand dollars is too much for the essential working poor like the majority of this country is and people are fed up that's basically what it comes down to people are fed up with politicians on both sides because i don't care if it's the left wing or the right wing it's all a part of the same stinking selfish greedy bird 
basically. And people are fed up. People are tired. People are sick of it. And you have people in these positions who make these who make these decisions and choices for years, for decades. And but they don't think they don't really think about the essential person. They don't really think about the person that really needs it the most. And it's just it's frustrating. But yet we got to keep on keeping on. We have to keep putting our feet to the pavement, keep grinding and keep doing what we got to do because it's all we can do. Put my faith and trust in God and just keep doing what I can do. So, also, I want to send my, um, <clears throat> I heard last week that there was an earthquake in Croatia, like 6.3 on the Richter scale, uh, this past Tuesday morning, a lot of people were, I think some people, a lot of people were killed, a lot of people were hurt, so I want to send my condolences and my thoughts and prayers to the people of Croatia who was dealing with that natural disaster, like I said, it was a 6.3 on the Richter scale, I also saw where they said the Nashville police were warned over a year ago about Anthony Warner making bombs. And it's just when you get information like that and you see situations like that and it just it just, just a lot of people don't like to say it, a lot of people don't like a lot of people don't like to hear it, but if Anthony Warner was a 60-year-old black man and they had information about him making bombs, they would do you think how how seriously do you think what they would have took that? Because Anthony Anthony Warner was a 63-year-old white man, computer computer consultant, and they had information over a year, over a year, that this man was making bombs, over a year, and they didn't take it seriously, or someone didn't follow up, or someone didn't do what they were supposed to do, and then Christmas morning you have a tragedy. But I just wonder, it just brings up the question, if Anthony Warner was a 63-year-old black man, in that same position, and you were getting that same tip and that same information about him making bombs. How seriously would it would it would it be what they would have taken that tip? And if they were to take it seriously, <laughs> hopefully something like that could have been avoided. Um, last week, here in the city of Philadelphia, which I reside in, which I live in, a fifteen-year-old was fatally shot in West Oak Lane on New Year's Eve which made that last year Philadelphia's 499th homicide for 2020. That was the most it had been in the city of Philadelphia since 1990, 30 years. And it's just, it's just crazy that the violence um, hits our city, hits Philadelphia like it does. I remember when I first moved to Philadelphia in 2005 and 2000 going into summer of 2006 that was my first full summer in the city of Philadelphia and the amount of people that were being killed every single day from 06 to 07 I had never seen anything like that before in my life it was it was crazy the numbers were crazy over that summer that I had never seen that amount of people and that was my first time seeing someone seeing a dead body. That was my first time seeing someone being shot and laid out on the concrete and left for dead. I have seen, I've seen now, sad to say, I've seen three since I've been living here in the city of Philadelphia. And that's something that never, you never get over. You, you never, it never leaves your mind. It's forever pierced in your brain when you see someone who was living, talking, breathing, had goals, had ambitions, had thoughts, had feelings, had family that loved them and cared about them, 
and then in a, in a, in a second because of anger and because of retaliation or for whatever reason, gunfire rings out and this person is six or seven bullet holes in their body and blood is leaking out and they're no longer alive and they're just laying there dead. And I've had the unfortunate experience of seeing that three times in my life since I've been in Philadelphia. Like I said, that's something that you don't forget. And it's just my hope and prayer that for this year and beyond is that we can start seeing each other the way God sees us and that we can start resolving these issues before it even gets to gunplay. Because once <clears throat> once an argument or discussion or something gets to that point and when guns are being drawn and triggers are being pulled, it's sometimes when you pull that trigger, you can't you can't take that back. You can't take that back. And I understand we have a need to defend ourselves and we have a need to protect ourselves. But sometimes it's some issues can be resolved and we just stop and think if we just stop and think and try to resolve it before it gets to that level. Because sometimes once that trigger is pulled, you can't you can't get that bullet back. Sometimes you can't get it back. And my thoughts and prayers is that hopefully we'll start seeing each other as human and start seeing each other the way God sees us because it's madness. And then, like I said, that was the highest homicide rate in 30 years in the city of Philadelphia. They said it hadn't been that high since 1990. And it was a 15 year old, 15 year old kid that got shot and killed. So my thoughts and prayers go out to his family and his friends and everyone that knew him and loved him. So, um, let's get into some other news. Um, oh yeah. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Tomorrow's the big day for you guys. Um, state of Georgia, Secretary of State. You, this is this this is a big day. You guys can flip the Senate. You can flip everything. Need you guys to turn out. Um, shout out to Stacey Abrams and all the people of Georgia, the elected officials, the entertainers, the musicians. Everybody's in a position of power in the state of Georgia who is trying to flip this state. And you guys are the key to this. Get out and vote. I know a lot. I have I have classmates. I have friends that live in that live in Atlanta and in the state of Georgia. You guys, please get out and do what you need to do. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but they have at least 12 GOP senators who plan to object the Biden win. They're trying to do everything they possibly can to hold up this victory, to hold up this win, to hold up this what's inevitable, this inevitable that's going to happen. January 20th, Donald Trump, that's his last day in office. That's his last day of being president. And they're having a rally this Wednesday in D.C. His supporters are going there. And like I said, GOP, 12 GOP senators from to mostly Republican states. We all know who they are. They're, they're trying to hold this up as much as they possibly can. But it's just inevitable because it's going to happen. January 20th, Donald Trump will no longer be the president of the United States. And we will turn that page. So people can try to. Block it as much as they want to, but it's 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 not going to happen. Not going to happen, and <laughs> it's a shame because when you do that, you have countries like Russia, and you have countries like China, who who laugh and mock and scoff at our democracy or the supposed to be democracy. But when you have this situation happen, because in 2016 when Trump won, you didn't have this. You didn't have people trying to block the, the, his his vote. You didn't have people trying to have lawsuits and. And, and try to block the, the, the election results. 
people accepted it for what it was. But because the shoe was on the other foot and you lost and you're a one term president. Now you want to put out the lawsuits and you want to have all these senators trying to block the, the, the confirmation of the of the election results. And it's just ridiculous. It's sad. And it's his last stance as president. The man is caught on tape trying to rig results. That is that is a federal offense. That, that, that's a crime. That's a crime. The man is caught on tape trying to, where's the votes? I know there's 11,000 votes for me. That is a crime. That is, that, that's something any other person in a position other than him because of his money and his fame, he thinks he's Teflon, but any other person in an elected position would be arrested. And, they sh- and he should be. And, he, and I, hopefully the charges will be brought against him because January 20th, he will no longer be president. And that title president can no longer save him. So anyway, <clears throat> let's get into some, let's get into some, let's get into some sports. Let's get into some Monday morning quarterback. Had a lot of sports that's happened over the past weekend. Um, a lot of college football, a lot of bowl games that happened over the weekend. A lot of big bowl games that happened on the weekend. So um, let's get right into it. <clears throat> um. Yes, indeed. A lot of big bowl games, a lot of games that happened um, this past Tuesday. Um, Oklahoma State defeated my University of Miami Hurricanes in the Cheez-It Bowl 37-34. In the Alamo Bowl, Texas defeated Colorado 55-23. In <clears throat> Duke's Mayo Bowl, Wisconsin defeated Wisconsin defeated uh, Wake Forest 42-28. Cotton Bowl, Oklahoma defeated Florida 55-20. Uh and the Armed Forces Bowl, Mississippi State defeated Tulsa 28-26, even though that game ended in an ugly brawl. And a lot of players don't realize that that's probably going to affect their status next year. You're probably going to be suspended for a few games because of your actions. So hopefully they'll live and learn from that. <clears throat> in the Arizona Bowl, you have Ball State defeated San Jose State 34-13. In the Liberty Bowl, you have West Virginia defeating Army 24-21. Uh, New Year's Six Bowls, big bowl games. Uh, Peach Bowl, you had Georgia defeating Cincinnati 24-21. In the Citrus Bowl, you had Northwestern defeating Auburn 35-19. Rose Bowl game that was supposed to be played in Pasadena, but because of COVID, it was switched over to Arlington, Texas at AT AT&T Stadium. Number one team in the country defeated on Alabama, defeated Notre Dame 31-14. And in the Sugar Bowl, uh, number three team, Ohio State, defeated Clemson 49-28. Justin Fields, had a, he put on a clinic. That boy had over 386 yards passing, six touchdowns. He put on a clinic and sent Dabo Sweeting home back to Clemson, eating a whole lot of humble pie because he did thought that Ohio State should have been ranked the 11th ranked team in the country, and Ohio State did what they were supposed to do. They took that as bulletin board material, and they went out there and Put foots in them. So, as a result, you now have number one team, Alabama, will play Ohio State in the national in the college football national championship game next Monday night in Miami at um, uh, Miami Gardens at the stadium, Hard Rock Stadium for the national championship. So it wouldn't be once again. It will be number one, <clears throat> Alabama Crimson Tide will play Ohio State. For the college football national championship game next Monday night at 8 uh, 8 p.m. in Miami. 
Um, other other um, college um, bowl games, you had the Outback Bowl. Ole Miss defeated Indiana 26-20. Uh, the Gator Bowl, Kentucky defeated North Carolina State 23-21. Fiesta Bowl, uh, Iowa State get their first um, Fiesta Bowl win, 34-17 over Oregon. And in the Orange Bowl, Texas A&M defeated North Carolina 41-27. All right, so, Monday, so more Monday morning quarterback. Let's get right into it. Uh, uh, NFL scores from yesterday wrapped up the regular season, week 17. <sighs> had to start with my Dallas Cowboys. We had a chance to win it there at the end, but just didn't pan out. So the New York Giants defeated my Cowboys 23-19. Buffalo Bills rolled all over the Miami Dolphins 56-26. Uh, Baltimore Ravens defeated the Cincinnati Bengals 38-3. Cleveland Browns defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers as a result. The Cleveland Browns defeated them 24-22. Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Congratulations to them. Minnesota Vikings over the Detroit Lions 37-35. New England Patriots defeated the Jets 28-14. Tampa Bay defeated Atlanta Falcons 44-27. Green Bay defeated Green Bay defeated uh, Green Bay Packers defeated the Chicago Bears uh, 35-16. As a result, the Green Bay Packers are now the number one seed going into the playoffs next weekend. The Las Vegas Raiders defeated the Denver Broncos 32-31. Indianapolis Colts uh, defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-14. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 38-21. Even though Kansas City had a lot of players that didn't play, Kansas City has already wrapped up the number one seed. In the AFC, uh, Los Angeles Rams defeated the Arizona Cardinals 18-7, which is a result that uh, Los Angeles Rams are in the playoffs. Seattle Seahawks defeated the 49ers 26-23. The New Orleans Saints defeated Carolina Panthers 33-7. Tennessee Titans defeated the Houston Texans in the last second field goal 41-38. The Tennessee Titans are the AFC South Division champs. Derrick Henry rushed for 10 as a result this season. is a back-to-back NFL rushing champion. He had 2,000 yards rushing this season. He's the eighth man in NFL history to rush for 2,000 yards. So King Henry does it again. And in the nightcap, Washington football team, the team with no name, is the NFC East division champions for the year 2020 because they defeated the Philadelphia Eagles. By a score 20 to 14. In that game, it seemed like that uh Doug Peterson was pretty much wanted to give them the division because he pulled Jalen Hurts out in the middle of the game and put in Nick Sudfield. And when I saw that happen, I said, Congratulations, Washington football team. You have just been gift wrapped the division because I don't care what you say. There's no way you can tell me that Sudfield is a better choice over Jalen Hurts. So they just played to practically gift wrap the division to the Washington football team. And as a result, next week, uh, the playoff games have been decided. Playoff games have been decided and will be the matchup matchups will be as followed next week. Uh, Saturday, I do believe you will have the. Um, let me see here. Make sure I want to get this correct. All right, here we go. Wild card matchups for this Saturday will be the Colts playing at the Saturday games at 105. The Colts will play at the Bills at 440 Eastern time. It will be the Los Angeles Rams against the Seattle Seahawks. 
And in the nightcap, you will have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Washington football team at 8.15 on NBC. Uh, that will be Saturday. Uh, this Sunday, it's a triple header. Again, you will have at 1.05 Eastern Time on ESPN, you will have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. The middle game at 4.40 will be the Chicago Bears taking on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. That will be on CBS. And in the nightcap on NBC, you will have the Cleveland Browns again playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. This time, it will be in Pittsburgh against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's the wild card matchups that are coming up next week in the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> other news I just want to get into real quick to wrap the show up real quick. I uh, just want to say rest in peace to Floyd Little, Hall of Fame running back that played for the Denver Broncos. He passed away, I believe, at the age of 72, if I'm not mistaken. So I just want to send my condolences out to him. I um, want to say rest in peace to Paul Westfall. He was the head coach. He used to be the head coach for the Phoenix Suns. He, he's in the Hall of Fame. He also won a championship with the Boston Celtics. So I want to say rest in peace to him. My condolences to his family. Also, I want to say rest in peace to um, Joe Clark. That name is very familiar. He was the man who inspired the movie Lean On Me back in 1989 that was starred by Morgan Freeman. He passed away last week at the age of 82. Uh, Strong-willed man. If you you have never, if you've been on the rock for the past 32 years, if you've never seen Lean On Me, you need to go watch that movie. Watch it a million times to see who Joe Clark was. He was a no-nonsense. He ruled with an iron fist. But at the end of the day, he got results. He got results. He changed kids' lives. And as a result of his hard-nosed, no-nonsense approach, it was he changed a lot of lives. He turned that school around. He turned that program around. They made a lot, they made a movie out of his life and his style. Like I said, excellent movie. Played on um, leading character was Morgan Freeman. He embodied everything about Joe Clark and who Joe Clark was. So want to send uh, rest in peace condolences to Joe Clark, uh, to his family, to his friends, everyone that really knew and loved him personally. So just want to say my condolences to this family. <clears throat> also, I saw um, where uh, Nintendo Switch games will be uh, given out to children's hospital and healthcare systems around the country for kids who are in hospitals for whatever reasons. Uh, the Nintendo Switch games are going to put in gaming stations for the kids to keep them mentally stimulated, to keep them from being not bored, for depre- not being depressed, give them something to do, something to look forward to, and to keep their minds sharp and to keep them active. So just want to say big shout out to Nintendo for doing that for the kids around the country that are in hospitals around the country. So just want to say a big shout out to them for that. And as always... Um, just want to remind people here on the bridge, as I always do, getting ready to get up out of here. We all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find common ground and interest, and begin to pick each other's brain and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peace, respectfully and peacefully, only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. Once again, it's another episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush King. Kush is all the same. Once again, just want to wish happy everybody a happy new year, happy 2021. I want to say a happy birthday to myself. This is my 38th birthday. Just want to thank God for allowing me to see another birthday here on this earth. And um, I will be posting this on my social media. You can catch this on Anchor every week like I normally do every Monday. So 
Uh, with that being said, you guys have a good one. Stay safe. Stay positive. Peace.